Hey everyone, I hope you're all doing well. Um, I've noticed that the solar storms that have been going on have definitely been impacting me. Um, I'm, you know, probably not alone in that, so I just wanted to mention this um, because it's been pretty intense. Today's like the first day where I've started to feel normal again, and I was wondering what was going on because, like, it wasn't that time of the month. It just ended. Usually that's when I feel the best, you know, and then like all of the planets are not even in shadow. So what's going on? This feels like a retrograde from hell or like, you know, like I'm still PMSing and, you know, TMI, whatever, you know, yes, women have periods and they have PMS. Sorry to break it to you. It's the truth. Anyway, um, <laughs> so if you've been feeling like, you know, like what the hell's going on, especially when you're into astrology, and you're like looking at your chart, you're like, there's nothing out of the ordinary, but this feels really out of the ordinary and in rough. It was the solar storm. And today was the last day specifically like predicted as the last day where the storm morning was going to be for the sun. Um, but I don't know exactly. I think what I've read was like from the 11th to the 15th or so. I know it started on the 11th. So um, basically, I mean, just from what I personally was experiencing was just like a really intense, it felt like a really intense retrograde, incredibly, like just so many things coming in from the past, fogginess, haziness, um, like sudden bouts of like this uneasiness or like um kind of just a very low grade anxiety attack not like anything i was going through in 2021 like around like towards the end of the year um but definitely things from that time were coming up to the surface and i was having these sudden moments of like panic and um yeah things like that were happening for me so you know just in case you're going through that just know that you're you know, there's a reason for it. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. Um, it's usually, uh, I was just watching this one, um, live stream with Carlin that she was talking with uh, a psychologist in, or she was addressing how, oh yeah, because they're trying to like, they, they made a whole article in the New York times about how like, it's good to forget and like how everybody should forget, you know, about everything that happened during COVID. Um, you know, just sweep it under the rug. Pretend like it never happened. All of these things that we did and said to you to scare you and destroy your life, it never happened. It's good for you to forget. What she brings up is like that it's actually good that you remember because it helps your body and your mind and your and your your energy to process everything that happened so it doesn't lay dormant yes there's validity to needing to forget and to not have such a stronghold of memory on everything that's ever happened to you because that is like basically post-traumatic stress disorder it leads to a lot of anxiety <clears throat> it's not mentally healthy to be so acutely aware and remember every single thing 
that's ever happened to you, right? Like it's healthy too for it is. But at the same time, when things are resurfacing, they're resurfacing so that your mind can process it. That's why we usually have not so great dreams. I know in the <laughs> New Age Special community, people freak out when they're not having good dreams. They think that they're, they haven't been a little, a good little girl or a good little boy if they've had a bad dream. Oh no, you're low vibrational and demons are scaring you in the night. No, your brain is processing things that have happened to you in order to release those things that have happened to you they've experienced that are unpleasant that's why we have unpleasant dreams um it's you know and some of us tend to have more unpleasant dreams than others some of us tend to have very mediocre dreams where our minds are just very gently releasing negative experiences in a way that's not jarring while other people are just like you know it it comes through like a fire hose and they're having nightmares and having a hard time like not you know gently releasing and everything happens for a reason highest picture um you know this really hard to say like exactly why things happen the way they do but each and every single one of us can understand for ourselves, which I'm going to next topic I wanted to bring up, which is Jupiter retrograding your chart. And debilitated Jupiter in Capricorn, for instance. Um, but mainly in this in this specific little scenario of going within to be your own guru, um, you know, when you have specifically, and this works for everyone, obviously, it's always good to check in with yourself and to trust your inner guidance and to understand what things mean for you personally, to have that sense of self, to have that self-awareness, to have in a way that's really positive and grounding and um, centered, um, that's not you know, nihilistic towards yourself and, you know, causing a lot of negativity in your psyche and in your life, but in a way that's like truly like coming from a space of highest consciousness through your own personal perspective about you, your life and all of your experiences. And uh, specifically when you have Jupiter retrograded in your natal chart, um, you probably also have your Jupiter in Capricorn or a Saturn related sign with whether you're looking at, um, classic or new, um, astrology and, um, you know, like, or Vedic or Western astrology. Um, for instance, I have my Jupiter retrograded and in Vedic astrology, it, my Jupiter is in Capricorn. Um, you know, in Western, I have my Jupiter in Aquarius. However, it's in the house in my Placidus chart that's ruled by Capricorn. And, um, you know, it really uh, constantly teaches me to listen to myself over others. And that's something that happens a lot when you have Jupiter retrograde or a debilitated Jupiter. You probably have one. <laughs> you probably have both. Um, you're being taught to listen to yourself, to question authority to not really have a lot of trust for authority because you're here to kind of break new ground and create new structure. And in Vedic astrology, it's, you know, it's funny because like in Western astrology, you think of Capricorn, you know, pop culture astrology and Western astrology will say Capricorn is the patriarchy and like it's the things that, you know, it's tradition and things like that. Um, in Western, or not Western, in um, Vedic astrology, you know, the Vedas talk about 
Saturn and Capricorn, Capricorn specifically being a rebel. And, um, and it's true, Capricornian energy can tend to be pretty rebellious. However, there's this essence of Saturn and Capricorn that understands things that are truly true, that are actually beneficial and make headway in life, help you have headway in life, that are actually factual, that are time they're tested through time. Capricorn does respect that. It's not entirely rebellious, but it's rebellious to the point where it doesn't really, it makes itself the authority. It, um, you know, uh, it has a sense of higher authority, but it also makes itself the authority. Um, and when you have Jupiter retrograded, you need to be your own authority and you're learning and life is learning is teaching you to be your own authority. So yes, there are a lot of instances where you will run in, most likely have lots of negative run-ins with people that you look up to spiritually, with gurus. Anytime you go to anybody for advice, you you struggle at one point or another, <laughs> sometimes more so than other times. And so what I'm saying here is that like, don't be surprised when that happens to you and try not to be disheartened by it, but try to remember the biggest picture of these life lessons that we're experiencing. Anything also that's coming up with the solar storms, if you're having like difficulties with negative experiences from the past or whatever it is that you're, you're like trying to grapple over and you're trying to like, you know, make sense of and like, um, or just, you're just really grieving, um, you know, <sighs> Suffering ends when meaning begins. And when you can see that biggest picture and you allow yourself to take the time, again, Jupiter retrograde, take the time to distance yourself and to go within. Another thing that I bring up here today is, you know, like why I'm so grateful that I have Saturn conjunct my moon. Um, you know, it's um allowing yourself to have that distance so that you can have that perspective that it really allows you to transcend and see the highest picture of things and therefore actually have a very positive outlook and perspective on life. Because when you don't have that ability to distance yourself from your emotions and from things that are emotionally affecting you, it's very difficult to transcend things. It's very difficult to have a positive outlook because you don't have clarity. When you have clarity and you and you have the ability to distance yourself from things to have that clarity, the highest perspective that's more objective but also understands the divine reasons and, and looks for the divine reasons and senses the divine reasons from that distance you know, space, um, then you can actually, you know, benefit from everything that happens in your life. Ultimately, then it helps you really grow and create more positivity for yourself and, and by proxy for those around you and, and by proxy create something really great. Um, in addition to the, into the world we live in, um, I try not to headway with the whole like make a difference, be the change you wish to see in the world because there's just so much energy being pushed into like this collectivism, hive mind, you know, be kind, care, being like it's it's to the point where it's like it's no longer uplifting and soothing and refreshing. It's like authoritarian like if cancer was the devil, 
<laughs> type of energy that's going on um where it's like it's it's no it's like mal basically it's it's stalin it's it's marxism where they're using these ideals as a a wielding tool right it's no longer this like oh it's just if it's so nice to be nice to one another and like oh that's so nice and like that feels good it's like blah 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 <laughs> you know like you off with your head <laughs> type of <laughs> type of thing or like you're just you know it's turned into this thing where it's like you know your your worthiness is now being measured by what other people think you know is uh the nicest or the most correct thing to do and it's spiritually accurate and it's just there's so many things going on out in the greater world um however as much as that negativity is occurring out in the greater world or all these marxism like like social justice warrior wokeism is happening there's also an opposite to that and it's the opposite to that is actually bigger you know when we're stuck in this social media like stratosphere where we're always like watching YouTube videos and on social media listening to what other people have to say, we're not really having the time and space to, like, again, Jupiter retrograde, to really be in your own energy and in the reality of the world with that highest perspective that happens when you disconnect from the internet. It's really hard to have a sense of reality, groundedness, and highest picture when you're always on the internet because it's not ultimate reality it's a portrayal of reality it's a collective idea of other people's perspectives and the way they choose to perceive and to express their perspectives it's not like what's actually happening in the world entirely so that's always something important to remember when you're feeling like the world is closing in on you and there's like nothing but negativity around you just understand that like maybe you know you have been spending too much time on social media some of us are more sensitive than others and some of us have a harder time being grounded some of us have a harder time having um, that expansive awareness and get really locked up in our emotions and into gloom and doom and so you know it's really important totally okay (laughs) to disconnect and go play um you know just like even connecting with your inner child I know I know I heard somebody say like you know with uh Neptune and Pisces now um, it's really a great time to connect with your inner child and it could really help you heal a lot, especially for those of us who have this going on in our eighth house right now as Leo Risings. Um, you know, the eighth house is the house of miracles and rebirth. And, you know, when we connect to that inner, to our inner child and that Neptunian side of us, um, where we allow ourselves to dream and to um, get into that like highest state of awareness that is uh, so divine and so just wonderful, <laughs> just say the least, where, you know, the sky's the limit and, um, you know, you can just like really breathe and not be so in this like rigid black and white um mindset thinking but just like to really just play in that truest essence of self and of all existence um at the same time grounding is really important i know for me um because my north node is in taurus and then in vedic astrology it's in virgo in every chart and then in my d1 chart it's in barani which is basically like a hybrid of taurus and aries um 
you know, and <laughs> so like ever since I turned 36 and my Navamsha chart got activated, uh, you know, Saturn matured, that Neptune side of me has been something I've been trying to run away from and escape from and like feel really gross about and I hate and like always like thinking like, oh, I'm crazy. I hate that part of me. I need to be more grounded. And so, and there, and then a lot of things like even to like criticizing, um, dreaming and all of these things start to happen sometimes. So when you have your North node in, in Virgo, that's definitely something that you can experience quite a lot where it's very difficult for you to embrace. Uh, um, that Neptune side of us that really does help us nourish ourselves, our souls, and um, have a more of a positive experience as a human being. Um, you know, so it's a part of that is having acceptance for all parts of yourself while honoring and moving towards having more grounded action, having more um, groundedness in your daily life within yourself, um, you know, and making choices that are helping you feel more grounded and productive and a part of the world rather than just always in the stratosphere, you know? So the key, like we all know, is balance. <laughs> and um, you can't really have your North Node if you don't have your South Node. So if you're being hard on yourself for those Neptunian qualities of yours because maybe they let you down into a difficult part of your existence, which can happen, um, but so can your North Node. But however, if that's the case with the Neptune-related things being a source of your difficulty, you know, just allowing yourself to have grace for yourself here, um, allowing yourself to just accept where you are and who you are rather than trying to shame and judge yourself away from it um whether that's you know low-key or high-key I hate low-key and high-key I just always use it whether you know whether there's something in the background of your mind or whether there's something that's really loud and like huge and like in your perspective of yourself in existence right now um yeah low-key and high-key is just easier to say um you know just Allowing yourself to have acceptance and grace for where you're at is super important. Like, and and beyond this whole Neptune thing that I'm talking about, you know, when whenever, you know, the South Node right now, for instance, is in Scorpio, and I can tell you because my Moon is in Scorpio, my South Node natally is in Scorpio, um, that whenever I accept where I'm at, instead of being like down on myself for where whatever struggle I'm I'm experiencing or whatever it is that I'm disappointed in or upset about I just embrace myself and where I'm at in my life um astrology helps me to embrace it in a very beautiful way in a very positive way in a way that has a lot of true meaning and grace and love and highest perspective and then from there I'm able to set myself free from whatever it is that's going on and help myself really overcome it in a way that's really positive and healing and doesn't leave a part of me behind while another part of me is trying to escape and then I'm just I feel like a shell of myself or like half of me exist but the other half of me was left behind in the closet that I was trying to shut down because of the shame that I'm experiencing or the or the disappointment that I'm experiencing or just just the sheer like 
want to just no longer have to experience something where we like basically like cut off a part of ourselves and leave it in the past or leave it in 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 other facets of our life rather than integrating ourselves and then moving forward as a whole person like you know which whatever it's it's a part of the journey whenever that does happen for you to be able to do something else because maybe you weren't able to do that and you didn't have to do that but now you know it's nice to remember to embrace that part of yourself you're trying to run away from and integrate that part of yourself you're trying to run away from or that part of your life that you're trying to run away from um because really only then can you can you move on from that situation really only then can you really grow from that and be free of it um and it, it, it's a lot easier and a lot eff- more effortless than it seems um really just you know setting the attention to want to just fully love yourself and embrace yourself for who you are and your life the way it is at this time um is enough just you know and then just allowing yourself to like bask and like you know wanting to like actually address your wounds and bandage your wounds and love on yourself and your life where it is right now and then making the best out of whatever situation you're in, wherever you are right now in this moment in time right now. Like really fully loving yourself and embracing yourself for where you are and where things are right now. And then doing things to help make the best out of whatever it is that's going on. That's really all that matters. And the minute you do that, everything else follows, right? Because otherwise you're always just escaping you're always going to be escaping. Again, this could be married into, you know, um, Pisces and having a Pisces South Node where it's like, or issues with Pisces, the part of you that's Pisces is just always wanting to escape. I'm Neptune dominant and, you know, um, I have a very sensitive South Node in Vedic astrology, you know, it's in your first house. And like I just said, like, especially now, you know, it's, really like a lot of me trying to escape myself so that I can like reach the destiny the destiny that I want to have for myself in this life and so a part of that like I said you know it's it's embracing yourself fully whether you're looking at Vedic astrology or whatever it doesn't matter you know like just embracing yourself fully in the present moment and your life fully in the present moment and then making the best out of it you know um like I am who I am I look the way that I look and I'm gonna make the best out of it and this is my life situation that I'm in right now it is what it is I love myself I'm gonna take I'm gonna gleam whatever I can from the situation that I'm in in the most positive nourishing uplifting grounding way possible and then move forward from there you know however that rings true to you take that Um, whatever doesn't resonate drop that and yeah, make the best out of everything, out of every mess, out of every situation, and you're going to grow and just flow in life in beautiful shining colors. You're going to be expanding like crazy. The more you do that with this North Node in Taurus and South Node in Scorpio, the more you can just... Because again, even like just going back to the North Node in Taurus currently, transitly, and the South Node in Scorpio. Um, Taurus is all about the little things. 
And so that's, you know, in every single sister sign um, mirrors each other. Uh, Scorpio, you know, the more you embrace your current situation and make the best out of it, the better you're doing. Taurus is like, the more you embrace the little things in life and find pleasure in the little things in life, the more pleasure you can have in your life. You know, they both mirror that and reflect that in one another. And so you can also look at that way where it's like, the more you allow yourself to celebrate the little wins, the little things, to really fully enjoy those little things, allow yourself to enjoy little silly things that you maybe sometimes your mind be like, oh, that's silly. I'm a moron for like being so happy about something so little. Like that's so not fair <laughs> and so like the that's the oh god I can't even say that word it's so the opposite of like what makes life enjoyable and life is supposed to be enjoyed and lived and you know it's not just criticizing everything all the time does not help anybody and um you know and with this north Node in Taurus it's a time to focus on the pleasures in life allowing little things to be pleasurable And knowing that the more you do that, the more you can actually grow and have joy in your life and have success in your life because you have more energy and you're thriving and you're receiving, you're in receive mode when you're looking for pleasure, you're allowing pleasure pleasure to come to you. When you settle into the present moment and you embrace all of who you are as best you can, you know, sometimes it's harder than other times it is. Um, you know, the more you're, you're allowing yourself to receive rather than try to like, because a part of escaping is also like pushing and pushing forward, which a lot of times pushes things away when you have, um, a Taurus North node in Western astrology, like I do, um, you, you're learning to receive and not push, push your energy outward, but to receive, more you're you're learning to embrace your your feminine energy more um and so collectively as much as i hate that word (laughs) we're all in our own ways learning to be more receptive to good things to pleasure to things being successful to things being grounded and stable for ourselves in our lives to allow ourselves to receive goodness and abundance in our lives to allow ourselves to receive just the notion even that things are going to get better for us and like to like start moving towards that direction and and making plans that are solid and helpful that help us create um you know stability in our lives those daily little things and tasks we do create stability in our life they create that foundation of stability because I Taurus loves routine loves routine and also Taurus knows what it likes so you know if you if you're kind of lost a great way to find yourself and to self-actualize is to you know even like the silly things like going to a store to, to smell the candles and picking a candle that you like the most out of all those candles and or thinking like or just being like I don't like any of these candles and that's okay you know something like that um thrifting is something that can really help with that because it takes the whole mind frame of like you know I'm just gonna buy whatever I can afford or whatever the case may be or even throws trends out the window and it allows everything to be affordable everything to be on the table and then really allows you space to discover what it is that you enjoy without any kind of like trends or money or anything being in the way 
So it's one of the reasons why I love thrifting, because it can really help you find yourself. And yes, physical things can help you find yourself. (laughs) It's never one way or another. And those of us who have their north node in in Earth, I have mine in my D in my D9 chart um, in Virgo in the fourth pada, which is Pisces. So I'm finding like the spiritual uh, validity and um, and wonder that happens through physical reality as well. And it's true, you know, like the more you allow yourself to physically like embrace the world, the more healthier you can be and feel and grounded you can feel spiritually as well because it's not one or the other. And, um, you know, having beautiful balance in life is what really brings us pleasure, which is again Taurus. Uh, Taurus is about balance and uh, embracing the physical world. And Taurus loves luxury because Taurus really respects um, how much effort goes into making things and knows the value of things and how much value that there is in, in taking your time to create something truly beautiful and truly meaningful um, that really, really fully satisfies you on a, on a deep soul level, you know? Um, so like not purchasing things just because, just because, but purchasing things because they really are something that you really, really enjoy. Of course, as best you can, because a lot lot of times for a lot of us, those things can be incredibly expensive and we just, we can't afford them or whatever the case may be, or we might, we might end up putting too much weight onto that and starting to judge ourselves and our worth over those things, which is all, which is the negative aspect of that. So there's always going to be a negative aspect to everything, though. Um, so it's important to know that this is like a tool in your life to help you enjoy your life, but it doesn't define you. Um, you know, and that's something to remember as well. And life is a journey, and we're never going to be perfect, but striving for balance is what helps us feel our best. Um, Understanding that to have balance, sometimes we need to be out of balance and allowing ourselves to be imperfect and to be human is also important here. Um, and oh yeah, I wanted to talk about Saturn conjunct the moon in, in the natal chart. Um, this can look very different depending on what side it's in, right? And what that person's trying to learn and grow from in life. Um, I find that... Being a Scorpio moon and having my south node conjunct my moon as well, having my north node in an earth sign of Taurus, um, that, like I said earlier, you know, it allows me to have the detachment that I need to see things clearly, to not be so drained into and, and slugged into my negative emotions and negative experiences, but to truly see the spiritual value and truth of everything in a way that's really positive and uplifting that really helps me to transcend everything. And so, yeah, there's just another thing like with Jupiter retrograded, Jupiter debilitated, um, where there actually is a lot of positivity and reason as to why it's there. It's not this punishment from the universe that you have this um, placement. And there's no chart that's like, perfect. There's nobody's life that's painless and effortless. Everybody's growing and learning through life. Sometimes some people are having a harder time than others, but you know, that's because there's certain things that they chose to learn and experience in their life that other people didn't 
for other reasons, you know, and there's only so much we can really know and explain. Um, but again, you know, you need to know what your your truth is, where you're coming from, and try to do your best to to come from a space that's very, very like loving and um, highest picture vision, lowest, deepest understanding, lowest, but you know, like close up understanding that's very deep and also highest understanding through love um, is what I always say <laughs> when it comes to you know finding that truth that's truly true that's productive and healing and actually gets you somewhere and, and is not destructive and brings you down and you know destroys your spirit um, but truth is is not destructive does not destroy your spirit it does not like it's not actually painful truth when is actual truth (laughs) includes god's perspective and when you include god's perspective and the unconditional love and aspect of things honoring yourself in it all respecting yourself in it all being your own advocate in it all that's that's truth that's truth you know and then allowing objectivity to enough to where you're not always making excuses for yourself but you're you're understanding where you're coming from so that you can forgive yourself and then in turn also forgive others and really hold a lot of grace within yourself and really be in a positive place in your life and in your mind and sometimes that's going to be a very difficult journey and or almost feels like it's impossible to do but the more you intend to do that the more that starts to become the case you know, it's a muscle that we need to make stronger sometimes, depending on what we're going through in life. Um, and yeah, and make sure you're eating healthy too, because what you eat really makes a difference in your body and your brain's chemistry. Um, you don't have to be like this super perfect, like super healthy person, but as long as you're eating regularly and you're getting in all of the nutritional value you need. You're taking whatever supplements you know you need to be taking. You're making sure your gut's healthy. You're taking a really good probiotic. Um, you know, that's huge. It's huge. It really makes a difference. Um, and I know that this is really controversial, but veganism is not nutritionally ad- adequate long term. And um, it is something that I brought up before in the past. And I don't, I was wondering whether I wanted to talk about it because, like, what does that have to do with spirituality? But physical health has a lot to do with everything in our lives, including our spiritual lives. Um, So, in my next episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about veganism. I might even bring on a guest or two to talk about their experiences. Um, And yeah. I feel like it's a really important topic to touch on. I I was skirting around the facts of that the fact that I'm no longer vegan and bailing it's just it's just not for me, guys. But really I was just trying to like not trigger anyone and um it's more important that I just say the truth rather than trying not to trigger people. Um, because the more and more and more I'm digging into like everything else that other people have gone through and the more clarity I'm receiving about everything that I've experienced because of being vegan for seven years and all the things that I'm having to heal from now you know that I can't I can't stay silent about it I really need to talk more about it so our next episode is going to be dedicated to uh, why I'm no longer vegan and the things that happen on a vegan diet and the importance of eating animal products so that will be 
next episode next week or sometime later this week. Again, I still don't have a a solid um, schedule, but hopefully one day that will be established. And yeah, I hope you have a beautiful night. I hope that wasn't too upsetting. Um, I know, I understand, I was there. (laughs) Um, If it wasn't for a prayer, uh, working with Archangel Raphael, I would have. I don't know if I would have quit because it's something that takes a really long time to actually realize that you're sick because it takes a long time for your body to deteriorate um, on that diet. Sometimes some people fall apart faster than others, and um, you know, and there's just a lot of dogma that like keeps you going. It's easy to write it off as something else. It's easy to think that it's something else that's causing the problem. You know, you're maybe you're not doing it right. You know, you're just not doing it right. You need to you need to take that. You need to take this. Da 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 da. da. It's a never-ending cycle, and I never thought I'd quit. Um, and when I was praying to Archangel Raphael to help me with my health, when I was learning about, you know, you know, learning your intuition and all these things, these courses I was taking, you know, she was talking about praying to the archangels, and I prayed to Archangel Raphael not expecting to no longer be vegan. <laughs> Two weeks later, I was no longer vegan. And I was one of those people that I seriously, like, 1000% thought I would never, ever quit veganism. And even though I was bedridden and had, like, lethargy and heart palpitations, and I would sweat when I moved too much, or like could barely handle any kind of life situation, I was still like, this is the best choice I could have ever made in my life, (laughs) you know, and gosh, you know, I was, here's the thing though, it's easy to write it off as something else. I was thinking like, oh, it's because I am living under so much stress because of my OCD, but no, because when I stopped being vegan, my mental health started to improve, especially the more regularly I started eating and the more I was you know, making sure I was also supplementing because my gut at that point was just not working well. So I wasn't able to take in nutrition as much. Um, but anyway, that was supposed to be for the next episode. That's just like a little iceberg of the next episode about why I'm no longer vegan. Anyway, I love you guys. I'll see you next time. One love.